respected lovers of Sahaba, عنهم, and respected elders, brothers, young ones. What we have to remember is Allah has put us in this world, and this life is very, very short. Let's take every day as an opportunity to leave a legacy. Every day Allah gives us the opportunity to live. Every day we wake up in the morning. Take it as another chance Allah gave us to make a difference. Because we don't know when we're going to go. We all know the day we came. We know not the day we're going to depart from this world. An amazing verse Allah says in Surah Maryam. Allah says, إِنَّمَا نَعُدُّ لَهُمْ That we count everything of theirs. Meaning Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala counts our every day, our every breath, our every deed. Ibn Abbas radiallahu anhu would read this verse, إِنَّمَا نَعُدُّ لَهُمْ It's towards the end of Surah Maryam, the 19th chapter of the Quran Kareem. And he would cry. And then he would say that when our breaths are being counted and we cannot, re- we cannot purchase more breaths that means our breaths and our lifespan will come to an end very, very quickly. Everything gets old. Even the brand new car, few years down the line, becomes old. The latest phone becomes old. Everything, you and I, become old and withered. And we become much weaker. So while Allah has given us an opportunity, let's do the best we can. I want to share one hadith. And this hadith is a reminder where Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam shares this parable in the dunya. Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Oh my Ummah, let me share with you a parable, which is the example of me and you and this world. So Allah's Nabi said, this is Allah's Nabi's example, and the example of his Ummah, and the example and the parable of this world. Sahaba were listening all ears. Allah's Nabi said, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, imagine a group of people traveling in the desert, they prepared for their journey. They're riding on their camels. They know how long it will take them to cover that dis- the distance to come out of the desert. It's a lengthy journey. It's deadly. It's difficult. They carried provisions. They carried water. And their plan is to actually get out of the desert at this time. You know, Ayub Sikhtiani, rahimahullah, says that when you plan something and it doesn't happen as you plan. Just want what happened. Try your best. And after that, just want what happened. What he means is, If you wanted something to happen and it didn't happen as you want, just want as Allah wants. Because Allah wants it to happen and it will only happen as Allah wants it to happen. Because actually, Hazrat Umar would say so beautifully. He would say that how many times I recognize Allah because as I want, doesn't always happen. It means only as Allah wants it to happen, it will happen. Anyway, let's not go far from this hadith. Allah's Nabi says, as they travel in the desert, and now they get lost. So their provisions finish, and their water diminishes. few days later, there's no provisions left, there's no water left, and they are lost. When they're lost in the desert, now they start to starve. So they start to slaughter their camels to drink the water and eat the food. So what happens a few days later, the conveyance and the means of their travel now becomes diminished. So there's no means of travel, there's no water, there's no food, there's no provisions. And this group of travelers are lost in the desert. They're sitting alone and they're thinking, now we have to die. There's no way to come out, come out of this detrimental situation. Just then from a distance, they see a man approaching them. And when they look at each other and they look again at him, they say that this man looks fresh. 
Water is dripping from his head. The clothes he's wearing is a fresh pair of clothes. Maybe he's coming from a, you know, an area of greenery, a reef, a peaceful area, an area with water. So they call out to him and ask his assistance. And he calls out to them and then approaches them. They say to him, you can see our pitiable state. We're just preparing to die. We're going to die right now. He says, don't worry. There is a way I can get you out of this. But what are you prepared to give forward for that? They said, if you get us out of this death troll of ours in front of us, that we know we're going to die and there's no way out, we're prepared to do anything for you. They said, anything. Anything we prepared. He said, anything. They said, yes. He gets them out of there. He takes them to salvation. He takes them into this beautiful, blissful garden where there's water, there's greenery, there's a peaceful life. What this part of the hadith means, we all were suffering in the past. And how Allah takes us out of those difficulties and puts us in ease that the degrees we have, the lives we live, the income we acquire, the families we have, the children Allah blessed us with, the homes we live in, the conveyances we have, all this is Allah's bounties and gifts. We have to return the favor by pleasing Allah. Now, as they were enjoying this farm life and this blissful, peaceful life of income and status and, and, and glory, years later, the man returns to them. And he greets them. They greet him. He says to them, how is everything with you all? They say, fine. And all doing well. He says, do you remember your promise? Reluctantly, they agreed and said, yes, there was a promise that we were prepared to do anything in return for our salvation. And, this, and he says to them, as I can see, you all are living well, everything is going well. They said, yes. What do you want from us? He said, now, like you're enjoying this place, what you were in was detrimental destruction. Here, Allah gave you this. Now there's another place with more sweeter water, with more greener pastures, with more pleasurable conditions. They said, yes, better than this. He says, yes. But there's a little sacrifice to get there. You have to come with me. Most of them said, hey, you know what? We just got here. We're not prepared to leave what we have. This is too enjoyable. This is too pleasurable. We're not prepared to go. And this is what happens with us. When we live this pleasurable life, we make promises to Allah before Allah helps us. And then when Allah helps us and we enjoy the pleasures of this world and Allah gives us that status and that income and those degrees and that beautiful life of women and children and peace and in our country, the ability to go to the masjid and the ability to attend programs after Allah gives us all of that. And the promises we gave to Allah, we then forget. So he says, but why are you ready to come with me? Most of them said, hey, you know what? We're too comfortable. This is our comfort zone. And a few of them said, you know what? We gave this man our word. We have to go with him. We gave him. And he was truthful in his word, his promise the first time. That means he'll be truthful the next time. Most of them said, please, we're too comfortable. You all carry on. And the smaller group departed with him. And they went through that little challenge of journey and they reached the ultimate bliss and paradise and, and pleasure of paradise. And those that stayed behind were a few days later or the next day attacked by an attacking storming army or calamity that eradicated them and claimed every one of their lives, but a few who were enslaved and lived thereafter in disgrace and difficulty. This is our parable, respected listeners, and my time has elapsed, but we have given our promises to Allah and we turn our back on our Allah's deen. Let's put Allah's deen first, like Sahaba Radiallahu Anhum did, 
And remember, everything else is secondary. Everything else is secondary. Allah is first. Allah is number one. We can do everything else, but those are Allah's bounties. It must not be, be prioritized. Allah is our priority. Our deen is our priority. Our Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Sunnah is our priority. And to spread Allah's deen is our priority. Allah give us tawfiq. Wa sallallahu ala nabiyyil ummi. Bi rahmatika ya arhamar rahimi.